Whether you're a geek in a cape or a rogue who's sneaky, join Roger and Jason as we entertain the geeky. Hey, we did it! It was good. It was. It was. It was I felt was pretty good. good. Hi, Jason. Hi, Roger. How are you? I'm good. How's your weekend going? It's uh, it's good so far. I mean, we got you know, I got a dinner dinner date tonight with my lovely wife. But, well, that's that's nice. But yeah, otherwise good. Good Texas times. Roadhouse. Texas Roadhouse. How do you yeah. get your steak? Uh, medium rare. That's right, like an American. <laughs> yeah. All right, so like there's a <laughs> like an American, like an American. There's a rumor going around. Um, it's a big one. It is. Uh, let me. I forget the guy's name. Ethan Van Skyver has said that if this upcoming 5G event from DC fails, that they're going to cut the arm off the publishing, which means yeah. no more DC Comics. Now, this is a rumor still. There's been no confirmation from AT&T, Warner Brothers, DC Comics, anything. Um, so take this with a huge grain of salt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they just got rid of Dan DiDio after over a decade of, of being uh, the chief creative officer. Um so yeah, I mean, there's they're, they're AT and T now owning all of it. They're making changes. And who was it? Jeff Goff, Jeff Johns, Jeff. There you go. Jeff Johns is not taking over. I, I I honestly would would think that it's a stupid move to not put Jeff Johns in charge just because of the creative uh, things that he's done for the company over the years. The resurgences in comic readership that he's brought about with his Green Lantern reboot, with the Justice League he did for New Fifty Two. Um, so yeah, I think it's a st- stupid move to not put Jeff Johns in charge. Well, and the reason they're saying this, one, we're going to kind of go over what 5G is supposed to be real quick. And yeah, again, yeah. Again, this is all rumors, all speculation, but it, honestly, this no, is the, more... What, this is more, What 5G is is not a rumor. It is no, no, coming. No. It is. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, 5G is happening, but but the closing of DC Publishing is a rumor. Yeah. And this, But this is kind of what I wanted to talk about because it's big. It's huge. Like The yeah, idea that one of the big two could go away. The publishing could go away. I mean, AT&T owns the rights to the, the movies as well. Um, so we're still going to see... I mean, the Batman is... We've started to see set videos from that and pictures and stuff. He looks fine as Batman. Yeah, he looks... I, I yeah. knew he was going to look fine he as the character. Fine. Someone mocked up a, a bat cowl around his face when he was first announced. And he lo- his chin is... He's got a strong chin. Yeah, he looks fine as Batman. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Um, so we're going to talk about what 5G is. And we're going to kind of talk about what this could mean if they close their doors. Yeah. For... And kind of what is the status of comic book sales with something that you know a lot more than me being the guy that actually peddles the paper? I mean, sure. I don't, I mean, I don't look at the sales figures, but I definitely see the trends in our community um, of what people enjoy. And DC is a big part of that. So what is 5G? So 5G is just like New 52, just like Rebirth, a relaunch of DC's line. And it's it becomes such a joke. I don't even laugh at it anymore that... Like every few years, we just say, we're going to reset. Okay, well, that's stupid. That's a stupid thing to do. The one thing I liked about the New 52 reset, though, was they still said the past mattered. Are they doing that with this one? No, they didn't. The New 52 was the one where they cut off the past. Uh, You're talking about Rebirth. Yeah, Rebirth Rebirth was the the one where they said the past mattered. New 52 cut off the past. So they're doing that again? Well, I don't know. I mean, the characters that have been, some of the characters that have been announced uh, to go into this are definitely characters that have been around. They're part of the world. I mean, for instance, Batman is is going to be Luke Fox, Lucius Fox's son. Okay. Um, Bruce Wayne. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, we could have a situation like we did with uh, Battle for the Cowl and the aftermath of that where Bruce was dead and then they brought him back. But meanwhile, Grayson had taken the cowl and become the new Batman. So for a while there, we just had two Batman. Well, what like... Don't we already have multiple Batman Inc.? Multiple Batman? Yeah, Batman Inc. was kind of a thing that came and went. I mean, the the whole reason that, that book was written was to show that Batman was setting up this big global network to catch criminals. And he did that. So once the network was set up, you really don't have to focus on those characters anymore. They're not the focus. The focus is he made sure to deputize a Bat family hero in every major city across the world. Right. So maybe it's time for Batman to retire. I don't think it's time for Batman to retire. I think, and, and that could be where we're going. And I'd be fine with that too. I mean, we, we, Batman Beyond was a hugely successful thing that had nothing to do with Bruce. Bruce was there. He was the mentor, but it was about Terry. It was Terry's show. So I'm fine with seeing someone else be Batman. I have no problem with that. Grayson was Batman for a long time and it was great. My only issue with when you see new, like, uh, new, new people take over for old characters, uh, they end up fighting the same villains. And, but that's the point. Well, no, hold on, I was going somewhere with that. And they, they fight the same villains, but it always seems like the same grudges carry over. But it's not the same Batman. There needs to be new grudges developed with these characters. Oh, there was. In fact, while uh, Grayson was Batman, that was one of the things they really heavily focused on. Because the first time he encountered the Joker, the first time he said something, the Joker went, you're not him, are you? You're someone else. Because he knew that wasn't Bruce talking to him. He knew that was Grayson. And even though Grayson was trying to... Make his voice deeper and do the Batman intimidation voice. The Joker, the villains know the hero better than anyone. They probably know the hero better than the hero knows themselves. That's true. That's true. Because of the the amount of study that goes into understanding the hero. So a lot of villains. What uh, other characters are they replacing in 5G? I don't want to say replacing, but changing. No, changing. And, and again, the Luke Fox thing is not a change, right? Luke Fox has been Batwing for a long time. He's been a part of the Bat family. He's a hero, right? But, but there's a right. difference between I'm Robin, I'm Nightwing, I'm Batwing, to I'm Batman. It, there is a difference, but like you said, if we're doing something like Batman Bruce is retiring, and with the death of Alfred being something that recently happened, maybe that's where we're going with this. Well, how awesome would it be if Bruce just took over as Alfred and was the butler? But that's the Batman Beyond universe, right? No, no, because Batman Beyond, he was still Bruce Wayne. I'm he like, was, but, but what I'm saying is the, the role that he plays was, was, was the role of Alfred. Old Bruce Wayne plays the role of Alfred for Terry McGinnis' as Batman. But old Bruce Wayne wouldn't bring you a sandwich if you're hungry. That's all I'm saying. Well, okay, sure. Right. You're, you gotta get your like, own sandwich. Like, like I want this Bruce Wayne to be the butler. But old Bruce Wayne had servants. Like, right. But now it's time. Maybe maybe the death of Alfred makes him realize he can wash the dishes himself. No, no, no. I don't think no, that's the case. No. And I don't think Alfred's doing a lot of dishwashing. I think Alfred's more of a more of an advisor at this point, and other servants do dishes. Alfred's a stone cold killer, though. He is. He's an SAS guy. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't realize the Secret Service. Until I read Batman versus Predator and yeah. He shot the Predator with a shotgun. I was like, oh, Alfred's a badass. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Bruce during Court of Owls, uh, Bruce was was coming back to the cave after being, like, seriously wounded. And he was coming in a, an unusual channel, like, through a sewer line. And he got to a gate. And all of a sudden, you just hear Alfred's voice. And you hear the of a shotgun. And he says, I will kill you and ask questions later if you continue moving towards this this tunnel and then bruce says alfred it's me and he's like oh master bruce you know i'm sorry let me put the shotgun on. right here's exactly. a sandwich but no alfred's alfred's capable he's a capable individual even as an old man okay so we're getting a new batman we are a lot of the other changes have not really been 
things that I think are controversial, right? Because Donna Troy is going to be the new Wonder Woman. Okay, we've done that already. Right. Prior to the New 52 relaunch, when we had the legacy thing going on, we had this long history where sidekicks were coming into their own as heroes. We had a Justice League team that was comprised of Grayson as Batman, mm-hmm. Monel as Superman, and Donna Troy as Wonder Woman. They were they weren't just representing those characters; they were those characters when okay. it comes to being a Justice League team. So I don't think this is controversial. I think it's a natural evolution for younger characters to take on the role of the mentor that they've followed their whole lives. So you have Donna Troy. What else you got? Well, those are really the big ones that have been announced. We don't know too much about what this relaunch is going to be yet. Now. I am later this week on Nerd News, hopefully going to have Scott Sampson on the show to talk about Comics Pro, which is a thing where uh, – a retailer convention that he's been at for the past week where they the publishers sit down with retailers. It's okay. only a retailer. Only retailers are allowed to get tickets. They're the only ones that are allowed to come. Publishers sit down with the retailers to talk about upcoming things and field questions, right? So he might have more information about what 5G is at this point. If it's something that we're looking – that's going to be coming before the end of 2020, Comics Pro seems like a good time to talk, start talking to the retailers about it. You definitely think it's coming before the end of 2020 because most of these relaunch events happen in the summer. Most of the big crossover yeah, events. DC's got a big event they're building too for this summer though. Um, it's tying in with what Death Metal is, uh, the, the new Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo mm-hmm. thing that's going to conclude the Justice League and the whole Year of the Villain thing and the Batman Who Laughs storyline. Um, and – a whole new thing that's going to be a whole new part of the universe uh, where Wally has been dealing with this kind of cosmic entity called Tempest Fuginot, and it's a terrible name. I know. It's a bad name. Um, it's a DC name. But Tempest Fuginot keeps telling us a crisis is coming. He keeps telling Wally a crisis is coming. Um, Wally's at the center of this crisis in some way. Because he's the Flash, and he's got to be in the center of all the crises. Yeah, I mean, he is the Flash, right? Barry is still around. Um, but Wally's been out of the universe for, for a little while, and apparently this is what he's been up to. It's been a storyline called Flash Forward, and, and it just ended, and it was actually a pretty good story. It was kind of slow at moments, but it, it wound to a pretty good conclusion. Well, Sorry, I was laughing at you saying the Flash storyline was slow. That just doesn't that doesn't work for me. Uh, I will say this about the Flash. Though. Like I've, The Flash is the one comic of the DC Comics. I, I feel like it's Daredevil. Anytime I read it, it's good. Sure. And but I, you, it's one of those books that you read for a little bit and then you stop. Yeah, you can go back to it and it's always just good. Yeah, he's like he is. He, the Flash is the Flash Daredevil. Is good, he's a good character of, yeah. of the DC universe, and he's got a good rogues gallery. I mean, the rogues are an amazing villain team. They're honorable thieves. It's great. Yeah. Um. But so, and then going into the Superman thing, I think where we're at with that is. Uh, they've been kind of grooming. Brian Michael Bendis recently jumped ship from Marvel to DC right. and started writing Superman books. He was writing action comics. He's writing Superman. Um, he did like a Man of Steel miniseries to kind of bridge the gap between where Superman was when he took over and where Superman's going when he when he starts. Um, so he's been kind of the architect of that for a little while. And I think he's grooming Jonathan Kent to become the new Superman to where and- Clark can take on a more advisor, like Bruce, right? He can retire. Right. He can retire and he can live his life with Lois. Bruce can retire and he can live his life with Selena. Uh, Wonder Woman can retire and she can go to Themyscira and rule because that is her right. Right? So these characters, uh, this doesn't feel like a relaunch to me. This feels more like a natural evolution of the storytelling. But you're pissing off a lot of people. And and I always say people who are pissed off by comics because there was backlash when, you know, uh, Falcon became Captain America. There was backlash when Jane Foster became Thor. And, and the thing I always say to those kind of people, even people in the store who would have this conversation with me is, look, if you don't like it, that's because it's not written for you. There's still plenty of comics that are written for you. 
Just because a female Thor is not up your alley, you have, you can't take into account the fact that it might be up someone else's, right? Except now you're looking at uh, a whole different type of conversation. The, the, th- the thing is... Diversity in comics is a good thing. I'm not talking about diversity in comics. I'm talking about... Well, that's what I was talking about. Right, that's what you're talking about. But, <laughs> but the way you made it sound was, get on board or, or, or shut the fuck up. No, and no, 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 no. Don't misunderstand me. And, and listeners out there, please don't misunderstand me. That's not what I mean. What I mean is everyone deserves, no matter who you are, right, what ethnicity, what sexuality, everyone deserves to be able to open up a comic book and see someone that reminds them of them. Right. Everyone. But they don't have to be established characters. Now, Captain America taking over, as long as you have a good storyline behind it, which for the most part you have, yeah. there have been a few. Jane as Thor was one of the most amazing storylines. But there have been it's a, great. There have been a few, like, this is like, why are you doing this? Um, if, you're, if you have a storyline behind it, great. The thing is, you're right. You should be able to open a comic and see whatever. You should. I should be able to relate to the character. Correct. And I'm a white man. But, I relate to a lot of characters. But if I'm on board and I've been reading this character, I'm I'm on the Bruce Wayne Batman fan band. You know, I'm reading that character. I've read that character for 40 years. Sure. And you're just going to be like, all right, he's decided now he's no longer going to do that. I have a right to be pissed. It, it comes- you can be pissed off, but you also, as a, as a fan that's been reading for 40 years, you also have to understand that... In all the storytelling, the character you've watched for so long has evolved, has, has changed, right? There's even been moments where he wasn't the man you were reading, but you kept reading anyway. Because Batman is what you like. Batman Beyond proves it. It's a hugely successful Batman cartoon from the from the late 90s. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. Um, that didn't really focus on Bruce Wayne as Batman. But Batman is the key center thing there, and that's what we latch on to. It doesn't matter who's under the cowl. See, I the just, idea is what we latch on to. To me, the, the, the greatest Batman movie so far has been The Dark Knight. Not because the, of Heath Ledger's performance or, or Christian Bale's performance, but the fact of the matter is if I take Batman out of that movie, I still have a damn good movie. I'm not denying that. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But like I said, Batman is an idea. And The Dark Knight Rises did it. There's several comic stories that have done it when Grayson was about to take over. One of the big things that is hammered home is Batman represents... Hope for the masses and fear for the criminals. Nice. That idea is what matters. Not who represents it, just the idea. Now, let's say this rumor is true. Sure. And let's say 5G fails horribly. What does that do? Like, what, is that, what, what does that do for retailers, comic book fans? I can just, I can't speak for all retailers. I can speak for the retailer I work for. And say to you that I think what that does is cuts off a huge chunk of profit for our company. Yeah. And a lot because of there other... are a lot of people, and, and not everyone. Most people are, are more diverse in their ideas. But there are definitely people who I pull out their stack, and it's a big stack, and it's all DC. Well, there... In the '90s, it was you were DC or Marvel. There wasn't a lot of. There's a lot. There's a lot more cross pollination now, now because what we understand is. You know, it's not about the characters sometimes. In fact, for a lot of readers, hardcore readers, it's about the following the people they like telling stories, right? So when Brian Michael Bendis was writing Spider-Man for the Ultimate Universe, people fell in love with Brian Michael Bendis. We enjoyed what he did. So when he left and went to go write Superman, I was like, yeah, I'm going to read Superman. I like Brian Michael Bendis. Well, that brings another thing. What happens to all those creators? Well, they'll find jobs with other companies. (laughs) Most of them already have jobs with other companies. You have to think about the fact that, you know, Scott Snyder... Is a huge DC writer. He's yeah. been an architect of their Batman universe for years, and he also writes for Image, and he also writes for you know other public. He, 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 no one's really anymore signs exclusive contracts, right? Bendis did, 
I was just about to say Bendis did. did. But most people don't. Now, Bendis, most people like to keep those options open so that they can explore different avenues of storytelling. The thing with Bendis is, though, even though he's a top-name creator, he's kind of setting in that sunset. I mean, his books are good, but they're nowhere near as good as they were. If you've been reading Superman, Action Comics, and Legion of Superheroes, you would disagree with that. Yeah, because those books are very well written. Legion of Superheroes is one of my new favorite Superman titles. It's no jinx. It's no goldfish. You're right. But again, these are other publications or other publishing arms of the right. same company, right? Icon. He wrote for Icon a lot, but that's part of Marvel. Is Icon part of Marvel? <laughs> yeah. Icon is owned by Marvel. I, I did not know yeah. that. It's a publishing arm of the Marvel Comics so, brand. Yeah. So you lose... For adult comics, basically. You lose DC. So DC's now gone. Yep. No more trades, no more new Batman stories, no more new Wonder Woman, no more Justice League, Green Lantern, all of it. It's gone. You still have DC movies and you would still have DC video games? And cartoons. Cartoons. And probably live action shows on yeah, the DC on, Universe platform. Yeah, and yeah. CW. Yeah. Um, but what does that, how does that shape now comic book readers? What would you do like, like if you could not buy Batman comics anymore? You are the biggest Batman. I would fan focus. I know. I'll tell you what I would do if 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 I knew this is it, it's over. No more Batman comics. I would I would buy every one until the end, and then I would go hunt for the holes in my collection. That okay. was what I would spend the money I used to spend on Batman comics on. I would just talk to various dealers, go to the stores, try to find the holes in my collection that I can fill out for Batman to be able to say this is all of Batman. Okay. Right. Right. And that's and and most of that's. A fever dream and a long way down the road. Maybe someday I'll have a lot of money because, you know, buying the first 25 issues of Batman, that's an expensive, expensive uh, investment. Is. you got to uh, save up for that. Put some you know, Batman on. number one is the first appearance of the Joker. Right. That comic is really expensive and it probably always will be. Yeah. yeah. Especially after there are no more comics. Well, now what if, so they said they're getting rid of the publishing. Does that include digital? Like, like think about that for a second. I don't. Uh, I, if they get rid of the publishing arm, the people who would be writing the stories, whether they're released in physical media or digital, don't have jobs anymore, right? Because the publishing the publishing arm going away means that these people who are working for them won't have a job to write stories anymore. So there will be no digital content to be released. Maybe they just get rid of paper. I mean, maybe they do, or maybe they'll just keep digital copies of things that are already. That's Done. how we'll. Yeah, that's how we'll continue to get DC stories. Because one of the things that was said in that article that I read was, you know, comics are dead, sales are down. And then I kind of, that, that's when I called you this morning. Sure. And I was like, hey, we're changing the topic of the show today. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like, here, let me, let me blindside you two hours before we get together. <laughs> I know I know, I, I tell, called you earlier in the week, but we're changing because of this. Uh, comic sales aren't down. Comic sales are, are, are not what they used to be, that's no, for sure. But they but A they lot of are. younger readers prefer buying their comics digitally because they're spending the same amount of money. Right. But, like, so you got digital sales, but you also, like, while single-issue sales have dropped, trade paperbacks have increased. I mean, in some cases, sure. I mean, that's what the numbers say. I mean, sure. But, but again, the reality is uh, those numbers are a consensus, a general average, right? You can look at stores that are closing left and right because those numbers don't apply to them. It's true, but you got to look at the mark at the market as a whole, I mean, not I, just an individual. Uh, yeah, areas. But, but that's not the that's not. And sometimes that's stores not close, entirely true. Sometimes stores close not due to not due to the industry because sales, the but East due to the coast and the West Coast have a lot of people and a lot of stores. Yeah, right. So that number, those numbers alone, can show a skewing of the overall totals that is not common in the Midwest. Correct. Which is but does that where mean comics are. are dying? 
It means comics are dying in certain parts of the country, yes. Yeah, and but, we're not willing to acknowledge it because we're not getting accurate readings. But as a whole, are they dying? Yeah. If, if, you, have, yeah. if you have increase in sales, and not small increases, we're, we're talking, it's now a billion dollar industry. Okay. And in the past 30 years, it has grown every year since the crash of the 90s. Comics. Yes. Yeah, since Marvel almost went bankrupt. Yes. Yes. Since the crash of the 90s, comic sales, both in volume and, and cash flow, because comics have gotten more expensive. While they have not risen to the amount of other media as form of entertainment goes, there has been an increase in sales. Yeah, I remember when I could spend a buck fifty on a comic. I remember a buck and a quarter, right? Yeah. Going, going to going to Quick Chip, and there's a bag of Wolverine comics, like five for five bucks. Here you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, is that something that maybe they should go back to, though? Like, if, if this is a problem, if, if we are truly seeing, and you want to save this, one of the things that they, that has changed in the past five years has been getting going more towards comics are available at specialty stores and no longer on newsstands. Well, yeah, newsstand comics have been almost entirely phased out. I don't even know if any publishers still publish DC, newsstand. DC versions. did their last one in 2016. Yeah, I don't think any publisher still publishes newsstands. Um, but no, the reality is because the, the the saturation of the stores that have taken up that market is what necessitated removing newsstand copies altogether, right? We don't need newsstand copies anymore. There are plenty of stores to go to and get this if you want it. There are plenty of stores. If you want They it. even had exclusive contracts with Walmart for a little while to release comics exclusively through Walmart stores. And they did. For and a minute. Did. And now they're being released to the public in normal stores and through normal channels. But the but, reality is there's plenty of places you can go get these things now. You don't need a newsstand. The but, newsstand's going away anyway because newspaper, print media is dying. Print media bookstores are still around. The independent bookstores books, are closing all over the place. The independent bookstores are on the rise. Like I read this whole thing today before I came over because sure. I was like, is print media dead? And while the chain bookstores are closing, independent smaller bookstores are actually opening up at a bigger rate. Um my thing is this though: when you were a kid, you didn't know about if, unless if, unless you were lucky enough to have someone that would take you to a comic book store. I had a comic store three blocks away from my house. Yeah, you were lucky enough to go to that. I comic rode book my store. bike there every Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> the first comic I bought was at a gas station. It was it was at a gas station. Dude, I bought comics at Schnooks. Right, you know what I mean. But so, but that's what <laughs> got me into the comic stores. Was oh wait, there's a store that just sells these. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I'm like eight or nine. This blows my mind. Yeah. You know, I didn't have comic book readers in the family. Well, I, you I know, did. my mom didn't read. My dad didn't read. My cousin read, but you know, he wouldn't yeah, take me with him because he was older. The reason I got into comics was somewhat my family. Me was I walked into a store and I saw this guy with claws on his on his arm. I was like, "What's that?" <laughs> and then I remember opening it up and like it was after his adamantium was taken away. Yeah, the bone claws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. X Men twenty five was where they took away his adamantium. No, now I watched the X Men TV shows and the Spider Man TV shows, and I knew there were comics. I just didn't know where you could buy them at. Yeah, I mean, back then you could buy them anywhere, right? But the, the but what just what you said about chain bookstores closing up and smaller bookstores opening up, newsstands are going the way of the dinosaur, and it's not like there hasn't been stores that have opened up to fill that void that are specialty that just deal with this, especially since. The pop culture craze has made it such a, a, a you know a more common thing, right? I see different people, people that I would have never expected to come into a store and look for D and D books, and I always make a point to ask, like, so what got you on to D and D? And you know what the most common answer I hear is Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Those little kids are great, and they're playing a game that seems cool, and I want to try it. Okay. Okay. It's, have fun it's on the always, upside down. It's always been cool. 
You just didn't know it until pop culture told you. You know what the cool. worst part is? The addition they're playing is the addition you used to make fun of people for playing. The, the addition they're playing is the one of the most horrible additions ever. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, which leads to another whole point. If if the physical media does die in DC and they and they cut the publishing arm off, does Marvel does Marvel just now run the gamut? Well, I mean, Marvel's. I don't think Marvel's too concerned about what DC is oh, let's doing or is going to do. Is Disney going to run the gamut? I mean, Disney already kind of controls a lot of what comics market share is. I mean, if you look at a lot of top comics of the month list, uh, most of the time it's it's uh, been recently X Men comics because Jonathan Hickman did a good job of relaunching the series. But Star Wars comics are most of the time on that list too. Mm-hmm. So Marvel already runs a good game in the comic industry because they have a lot of properties that they can write stories about and they're using those stories to expand on what the movies have done even in the even in the marvel you know hero side of things there are tie-in comics to the mcu yeah that you can pick up they're just finished up a two-issue uh prelude to the black widow movie about black widow kind of setting up the movie and, and telling you where she's at and what she's going to be doing. There's your movie. Black <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I don't think Marvel is at all concerned whether they stay open or not. So then let me ask you this. Do you think that DC struggles? Because it seems like DC's, if DC is struggling, DC struggles are tied in the fact that they're just not doing good movies. Are they well, not? I, I mean, the movies have been disappointing to a large audience, that's for sure. And that probably has hurt the kind of cross-promotion that you get out of that, right? Marvel's not- had success with that cross-promotion because their movies are well-received. And people then go, maybe I want to read about Captain America. Wait a minute, Civil War is based on a book? I want to read that book. And it's nothing like the movie. It's nothing like the movie, but it doesn't matter. The point is, it's a similar story. It's a similar enough story that it gets you in the door. And then you go, well, maybe I should check this out more. I mean, one of these... You know, there's a, a little kid that's been coming into the store, and every time he just wants to know what should he be reading. He's just getting into comics. He's a little kid. He gets this as this is part of his allowance, right? As if he does his chores and stuff, he gets to come to the store and buy a book, a trade. Okay. And I've recommended to him Civil War because he wanted to read about Captain America. I have recommended to him Thor, God of Thunder because he was interested in Thor. Uh, I think we recommended uh captain america one of the brubaker captain america the winter soldier trade to him that's a good trade uh batman under the red hood uh by uh, uh judd winnick and doug monke um so yeah i mean this little kid is the reason he's here is because he likes movies he likes the movies and he wants to read about the characters he wants to know more about them um but i will tell you most of his interests skew marvel well because of the movies because a lot of DC movies, even if you're a child, I mean, I saw Batman 89 when I was a child in theaters. Yeah. Right? I remember a... watching that movie. I remember being blown away by that movie. And it's not really that good of a movie. It's a good movie. It has its place in history, for sure. But when you look at it in comparison to what's going on now, a little kid that's seen who Batman is in the Nolan verse would be bored as hell by Michael Keaton as Batman. That is true. 100% <laughs> true. Whereas I'm okay with Michael Keaton as Batman. I, I was fine with Michael Keaton as Batman. I thought it was amazing when I was a little kid. Looking back on it now, like I said, it's not about looking back and saying, well, I was wrong. No, I was right. Because we didn't have anything else to compare it to. Well, Now what? that I can compare it to something that's done it very well, I can go... Oh my god, that was really not good. Four years later, you had one of the best comic book movies ever made. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a great comic book movie. Um, but they immediately had to PG it up 
because the well, parents got all pissed off because yeah. their kids watched the cartoon and didn't understand these are ninjas. And then and they have weapons and they use those weapons. And then the number two, they're like, oh, we won't use our weapons. Here's a yo-yo and some pepperoni. Yeah, I got some sausages that I'm swinging around like nunchucks. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But the first one was good. The first one was good. The first one was really good. It was dark, but it was also... Yeah, and the, and the costuming was great. The animatronics on the on the facial me- movements looked really well. Were really well done. The 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 actors that were inside those costumes, giving the voices to those characters, did a great job. They're funny actors. Which I mean, it's a good movie. Where are we at? Uh, we're good. Okay, which kind of leads to the second conversational piece because we don't know if DC's leaving or not, but we're going to keep up on that one. Yeah, yeah, we're because. Well, like I said, I'm going to talk to Scott, I think, later this week on the Nerd News program and see if he's got any more insight into 5G and what it means. And what yeah, it means. and I want to like yeah. kind of stay up with that because I do want to have that talk of if DC does close, like like exactly what does that mean for, for all the fans out there? I mean, like, it's, it's going to mean a lot of disappointment for a lot of fans, but it doesn't mean that they won't have something to fall back on, right? Just because you've never read Captain America doesn't mean you shouldn't give it a try because it's pretty good. I see a lot of comic book stores saying, "If you like Batman, check out this character." Well, sure, that's part, that's part of our yeah, job. Our part of our job as as retailers is to say, "Hey, you know, I really, I really am feeling what you're digging because I dig that stuff too, but I also dig this because of that stuff, and I think you would too." And most of the time, customers are very receptive to that. They're like, "Yeah, I want to hear what you have to say because that's why they come here." Well, they come me, here for people who keep up and want to talk about it. Right. Well, for me, my favorite thing was pulling my pull when John Perks was pulling it for me. There would be a random book in there, and he would just look at me and smile. Yeah. And I'd be like, all right, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Because you want to expand your horizons if you can, right? Right. And try things that might be in your wheelhouse. I'm not going to pick it up off the shelf. I mean, I challenge people all the time because you always have you know, someone will come in with their spouse or significant other or their boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it might be. And you can always tell one person doesn't really want to be there. They're here because their spouse or significant mm-hmm. other or, mm-hmm. or husband or wife or whatever it is, boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, and I always go up to those people and I challenge people like that. I say, look, I'll make you a deal. Walk around in here and really look. Really look at the shelves, right? You you have this impression in your mind that it's just capes and superheroes, but it's not. So really walk around and look at the shelf. And if you don't find something that will interest you, I'll take 20% off of your spouse or significant other's purchase. Well, I had someone take me up on that offer one time and actually get a 20% discount because most people will say sex criminals. What does that mean? Ah. And as soon as I start explaining and anything, walking dead, anything. And as soon as I start explaining, they're like, really, that's, that's a comic book. Yes, it is. I didn't, that's not what I thought comic books were. I know. Try it out. If you don't like it, bring it back in sellable condition. I'll switch it out for something else, but I guarantee you'll like it. Because it's not, you have this image in your head of what this is, and it's not what it is. No. And superheroes. It's partly that. No, no, no. Superheroes, <laughs> def- superheroes definitely have their place in comics. It is. They do. And, yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's partly a superhero dominated world, but there's a lot of other stuff. Fuck it. We're not talking about movies. We'll save that for next time. Because what was I going to say about the, now, because you got me talking about superheroes, <laughs> the, the storytelling of superhero comics have changed. Well, sure. I mean, we've we gone from, there's still the big fights. There's still the big, just all villain, good guy fights. Sure. And, but that, was, that used to be every issue. Now we're getting, you know, arcs of character development. Yeah. Psychological profiles of these characters that we grew up reading, watching. It's because writing has gotten more sophisticated as we've gone along. As we've evolved as a society, we now are more interested in in the in-between. That's why Hawkeye was such a successful book, the one that Matt Fraction and David Aha did. Book. Because it wasn't about big superhero moments. It was about Hawkeye just 
trying to live day to day. There was a whole issue told from his dog's perspective. Yeah. It was about Clint. It was he, about Clint and Kate. Yeah. And their lives, right? It wasn't about Avengers and, and Doctor Doom and all of that stuff. It was just about Clint. Is it that that writing has gotten better? Or is it that we as a consumer have gotten to the point where we where we want it to be deeper? Well, yeah. I mean, I think as as comics have grown up, so has their audience, right? I mean, we are looking for a, a, a deeper form of storytelling because of what other medias have started to do with that, right? When you can sit down and watch a long-form narrative on a Netflix show and binge that entire thing and see that, yes, it has its individual moments in each episode, but it's also building some big, huge narrative that you're going to get payoff for at the end. It's It's more sophisticated. It allows you to spend more time developing the character. So when you get to that big payoff, it has it hits home a little more. It feels more meaningful. Do you think, though, that... Uh, I totally just lost my train of thought there. It happened. <laughs> I was like, boom, this is going to be great. But you know what I mean? So if I can read Clint for 50 issues, right? right. Just Clint. And then I can see Avengers vs. X-Men. Well, then I, I feel for Clint more because I've understood his struggle and what he does in, in his everyday life, which makes his impact in the battle more significant to me as a reader. I want to know... Okay, so I, I'm, I'm actually going to ask the listeners this. Okay. I want to know: Do you guys actually care? Not about not about who wins good versus evil, but the actual times they spend in character development. Because one of the things Jason brought up earlier was Batman: Court of the Owls, which truly drove Bruce Wayne mad. It did. Not Batman. Bruce, no, Bruce. Wayne. Yeah, yeah. It, it drove and him nuts. That was one of the best stories I ever read. Clint uh, Straczynski's first. 12 issues of Spider-Man where he's going through Peter, Peter Parker, Mary Jane's divorce, rekindling, all of that. I'm, like, gonna, I'm not a big I know Krasinski you're not. Spider-Man fan. I know I, you're uh, not. I think there's been much better Spider-Man writers that don't get enough credit. Anywho, uh, but the, you're seeing, we went from the 90s to where, oh look, Jean Grey and Scott Summers got married to we're dealing with the fact that they're superheroes dealing with their real lives. Sure. And we never saw that. No, it was all about the punching and the villain. Exactly. So I want to know, like, like, do you guys well, miss? Yeah, I mean, I think it's also because serialization has changed, right? When the reason comics emulated that style in the in the early days is because radio programs were like that, right? Right. Each episode had to be had to have its villain and its resolution and its conflict and and all of that, right? It had to have that. So that's what comics became. But then. Through the '90s, through the through the '80s, I would say the '80s, '90s, we 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 changed it, and we started looking at it more as a, a new form of storytelling. Well, and what you saw in the '80s, you saw the rise of the independent, underdark comics slash film, where you're going outside mainstream media telling you how to sure. get your entertainment, and that's where you saw Punisher, Turtles, all these amazing comics, Sandman, yeah. Vertigo, the whole Vertigo line. And then the '90s brought us Image. An image was groundbreaking in and of itself. Yeah, it was. It was a creator-owned company with creator-owned titles. All rights were reserved by the creator for in perpetuity, for which, monetary gain, or selling it to another company. Which I don't think uh, young Neil Gaiman could sell Angela right to Marvel Comics. Listen, listen, because that's his character. He created it. Any any younger readers out there, or younger listeners. I don't think you'll ever truly appreciate how big of a deal Image Comics was or is. Like it is yeah it is, it is for sure. it's it's not it, was it, no and it it might yeah if DC folds oh it's 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 taken that spot like in a heart to, it's already go. it's already outselling when it comes to certain of the bigger titles like when Walking Dead was going on Walking Dead was a constant outseller of DC and Marvel well, and think about that like Marvel <laughs> Marvel will not Marvel and DC will not end a comic run if it's selling like the Walking Dead was 
Image was like, Robert Kirkman was like, I'm done telling the story. Image was like, yeah. okay. Okay. It's fine. It's your story. You can stop telling it whenever you want to. Like that just, <laughs> like, like the fact that they weren't like, no, keep it going. You, you know, we're making, it was just, all right. Like that that shows image class. even image even went along with the ploy and solicited in previews issues beyond the, what they knew was going to be the final issue of the book, which is insane. Yeah, they went along with the ploy because he wanted to shock the world with the ending of Walking Dead. He did because I he woke did. up one morning and I went, "What? Walking Dead's over? Huh? Yeah. What ended. happened? They they announced that the night before the comic came out. I know. At late, it too. was like late late at night. Oh no! Here's what happened last issue. I'm not going to say what happened that issue. And they're like, "Oh, it's over. Right? Which it's done." Which, I mean, Kirkman did say that probably would happen. Yep. Uh, but I was really close to 200, which is why a lot of people, and a lot of retailers, right? Because I appreciate the fact that they can do stuff like that. And they're welcome to do it whenever they want. But the problem is, do you know how much money we could have made on, on the, the final issue of Walking Dead if we were we had lead time? If you had known. To, to, to up the numbers? Because there were people. I mean, all day long. Just the day that comic book came out, I can tell you for sure... I could have sold at least 300, 400 copies of that comic book on just the day it came out, right? So if I had known it was going to be the end as a company, we could have changed the number to reflect the attention it was going to get and made a lot of money. I, you know what? I, I understand the, the financial and the business side of that, but I'm going to tip my hat to image. The aftermarket lost its mind. Guy. I know. Like, I mean, those comics jumped up the day they came out. Like, that's insane. To astronomical heights for a comic. I, I, I tip my hat. I That is the fact that you for put... For a new comic. Well, yeah. The fact that you put the artist uh, intent and, and love of the project in front of, hey, we're going to make a couple more bucks. Yeah. Just... Just, I mean, it's just, very integrous. I will give them I that. I mean, it's not smart business because I'd be like, let's pump it out, let's go, but... Man, well, yeah, and, 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 and it's not even just from a retailer perspective. Image could have made more money. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Image could have made... If they would have allowed the retailers to know, Image could have made a ridiculous if amount of money. If you'd have known a year book. ago Walking Dead was coming to an end, the sales would have just gone through the roof. People would have been like, what? Yeah. But it's over, and good job. Yeah. So I want to know, uh, listeners, I'm going to put a little bit of homework on you. Yeah. Do you care about comics, characters, backgrounds, like, like the way they're now telling stories? Or do you miss the days of just... Good versus evil, punch for punch. Punch in your face, action. Uh, what is your thoughts about this rumor that DC might shut its doors? Like, it's does that make one. you nervous? Is it? Do you do you think it's going to happen? Do you not think it's going to happen? Are you afraid it could? And finally, what are you guys reading? Yeah, well, like, I'd love to hear about it. Like, if you're if you're reading DC, what are you going to miss if it closes? Sure. I mean, other than that, guys, I got. What do you got? Uh, uh, just, uh, a couple of things cause we're going to keep hammering home as long as we can. Don't forget that, uh, Kickstarter will launch on May 5th for conniving cooks. Revenge of the cooks. Revenge of the cooks. Um, I also, and this is, I don't know if this is set in stone cause we've got to, we got to check pricing and see, see how that's going to go. But we might, yeah. we might, eh. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Broder. I'm going to talk to okay. Broder. See if Broder can help us out. I mean, if we can get the hook up. Yeah. He might be able to help us out. But we might, because we, we found out through uh, one of you listeners out there, I think it was Ronnie. Ronnie Cobb! Ronnie Cobb. Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, that uh, Geekway to the West is going on the week following that, and they're going to have a Kickstarter demo table, which could be an interesting way to let you listeners come, try the game, see what you think of it. I'm going to have to order more print copies. Well, I think we would need, you know, four or five. Yeah, we, got be fine, right? we got one. We got one. We got one. We can, we can spend a little money if we have to. Um 
But uh, but yeah, it might be interesting to be able to kind of bring it to you bef- while the Kickstarter's going on. Yeah, then you can give us Have your some money flyers and stuff. Well, we hope. Yeah. We, we hope. No, no, no. That's that 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 is kind of what we demand. We hope. We hope. Uh, we don't demand. We hope. Also, <laughs> Jason hopes. I do. He's Batman. I'm Superman. That's how it works. Okay. Also, check out uh, check out Board Game Bros. Uh, Matt and Jeff. You can link to their podcast directly from our page. Just. Yeah, entertainthegeeky.com. Ah. Uh, head to the podcast tab, and you can find their podcast there as well. Um, they're brothers. They play board games. They talk about board games. It's a fun little podcast. Hence the name, Board Game board Bros. Board Game Bros. Yeah, they, they kind of summed it up right there. All right, guys. Mario Bros. style. Yeah, they did. They yeah. did. All right, guys. Well, go read a book, shuffle some cards, roll some dice, and go be nerdy or geeky. Yeah, stay geeky.